say that my future lies beyond the yellow brick road. That song does not play in this movie. I was going to say, where'd you pull that one from? That was, that was in the trailer. Oh my God, it was. Yeah. It, it was good music. And it was. Then, and that it song had nothing to do with this movie. Yeah. Like, it had nothing to do with it. Could have, but nope. They lied. I mean, I, 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 I get, I kind of like see the connections like Kang, Wizard of Oz, Emerald City. Right. Like, I, I wish it was Emerald. It was like, they had, it was just Apple. If they had better designers, they. God. If they had more than like a week to design it. Oh, boy. We're going to get well, into that. To be fair, I can't say whether or not it's the designers or Peyton Reed. Um, I'm hope oh, I'm it's Peyton. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of uh, Boulder Punch. I'm Alec. And I'm Brian. And we have both witnessed the beginning of a new dynasty. No, uh, the beginning. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't, don't forget about the post credit scene. You mean the one I had to look up articles about? Yeah, because you walked out of the theater. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is. Uh, yes, with my uh, legally purchased uh, movie ticket, I went to my my local cinema and and watched it my as Peyton Reed intended. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Kevin, don't kill me. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, so we've, we both have seen the beginning of Phase 5, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. This was not supposed to be the beginning of anything. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. This was not. supposed to be, like, in the middle of 4. <laughs> oh, boy. We have a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. I, um, I will start saying, I don't hate it. I just have problems. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... My, it is nowhere near the worst MCU no. movie. No, love and that's Love and Thunder. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, honestly, um, I go back and forth between either that or Eternals. I haven't seen Eternals, so I can't say. But like, it, <laughs> don't love worry, Thund- you like, have missed nothing. Like, Love and Thunder has a better ending, I would say. Yeah, at least bec- because things happened. Like, characters had arcs. May have not been great arcs, but they were arcs nonetheless. They were, you could find them. They were there. And thing circumstances changed for characters. Yeah. Namely, you know, the title one, Thor. Yeah. He is a dad now. Also, uh, just a heads up, this is going to be spoiler uh, podcast. Oh yeah, we're spoiling the shit out of this movie, by the way. Like, y'all Sorry. have seen the funny, the funny big head man. I was gonna um, say you saw funny big head man. He's funny. He's the best yeah, part of this movie. He is. <laughs> and if you disagree, you're just wrong. Exactly. Um, but uh, like, yeah, we're, we're so if you haven't seen the movie and you care about spoilers, then pause this and go see the movie. If you don't care, then welcome. Um, or if you have seen and you have read, or and you know what happens, then. Whatever we're here, <laughs> we're talking yeah. about this movie in full, right? It... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
before we start, how are you? How are you doing, Brian? Eh, not bad. Just got home from work about an hour ago. You know, just just chilling, relaxing. I got the Mark Wade Flash omnibus yesterday. Nice. It's very big. It's, it hurt, it hurts to carry in my backpack, but it's worth it. Oh, it sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the absolute best thing about it is you know all all these like omnibus on the buy whatever like they have these you know the book sleeves or whatever around them of like mm-hmm. you know basically a different cover and you you take them off and there's like another one underneath uh for for this one if you see my twitter it it's literally the two-page spread of Wally backhanding Eobar to the dirt. <laughs> and it the front is just Eobar fucking flailing to the ground. It's just going... So, and then the other side is Wally like backhanding him. Doing your no Barry greatest, Allen. Greatest cover of all time. It's so it, That should have just been the cover. It didn't need the book sleeve at all. Oh boy! No, like it. I see that, and I'm just like, it's the best representation of Eobard Thawne ever. It's the best. <laughs> that should have. Much as I love, it was me, Barry, and all the shit over the years. That should have been the last time we ever saw him. Yeah. In retrospect. <laughs> Like I love him in the CW show. Like that's fine. I'm talking in the comics. Yeah, that should have been his end of just oh, because yeah. what else are you gonna do with him after that? Yeah, what what else is there to do? Like <laughs> he stole Barry's life and pretended to be him. And when he found out, he went, "Oh well," and just started like kicking everyone's asses until Wally beat him so hard he ran home crying. <laughs> He literally, like, Wally literally went, I'm gonna go to the future and kill you as a baby, so have fun with that. And, and Thaw's like, no! He just ran away and went back home and forgot him. He got, just like Darkseid, he got his ass kicked so hard he forgot. <laughs> I forgot, I forgot about that. <laughs> he got Much like Darkseid did. He got his shit rock so hard, he just purposely blocked the shit from his mind so he he wouldn't remember. I have to find anti life. So- Where on earth could it be? Earth! Yeah, jeez. Maybe that world where you found it and everyone in the universe teamed up on it to kick your ass and they won. Like, one guy beat you. All they needed was Ares, apparently. <laughs> and his trusty axe. That's all they needed. Oh, boy. Oh, but... Oh, yeah. How you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, like I told you about earlier, the, the Last of Us soundtrack came out last night for season yeah. one. Like, the entire first season. 66 tracks. God fucking damn! Jesus, nice. they have they have Nick Offerman's version of a uh, of long long time on it. Oh, nice! It's worth the sixty dollars alone. <laughs> right? No, it's not sixty dollars. I just made that number up. Um, but you know, like 
only have two episodes left in the season. Damn. God, where does the time go? Like, fuck. Way. Last night was left behind. And then next Sunday is is David. And they're leaning into him. They're leaning into them being a religious fucked up cult. Because uh, they like in the in the sneak preview for the next episode, they talk about like um, maybe it's like David's like she's out here all alone, and then Troy Baker's like maybe that's God's will, and they also like show like in their little diner area they have a sign that says "When we are in need, He shall provide." Oh, yeah. So that explains cannibalism. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's okay. God said I could eat you. It's fine. It's all good. Don't worry. I talked with him. He said he was cool. I'm guessing David was a priest before this went down. Um, Prob- probably some some form of like you know religious figure. Probably, or just like saw an opportunity yeah. to like yeah. start something. Yeah, maybe he was like popular at the church. Maybe, or maybe he's atheist and he's just fucking with everyone. Probably. <laughs> That's my favorite outcome. He doesn't actually believe in guys just fucking with everybody. Oh, God. But, yeah, no, only two episodes. This one and then the last one, which is Salt Lake City. Hmm. And then that's the end of the season. Wait, fuck you, three years until season two. I was going to say, yeah, get comfy. You're going to be waiting a while for the next oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a long, long time. Like that one song. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you still have to catch up, right? I do. I am, I'm, I'm far behind, not far behind, but I'm like, what, two or three episodes now, I think? Yeah. You said you saw the first episode where they were in the city, right? Yes. Yeah. And then it ended with Sam and Henry, like, pointing, pointing, pointing guns at them. Yes. And then I played the song from part two at the end, which I thought was cool. Well, it wasn't in the game, it was in the commercial for it, but it was still it was still cool. Um But yeah, no. <laughs> Next three episodes are gonna break you. Yeah. Oh boy. But uh yeah. So that that's about it, basically. Like they're uh, I pre-ordered Metroid Prime Remastered. I'm picking it up on Wednesday, hopefully. Yes. Uh, I replayed Spider-Man 2, the movie game, on my Steam Deck. Ooh, nice. Because PCSX2 decided to finally run it properly. <laughs> oh, nice. Because when I first downloaded it, like, just fucking everything was glitching. <laughs> and, like, some textures still glitch, but that but now the game for the most part runs properly oh nice who, who would have thought um <laughs> yeah aside from those there's been not much going on yeah um all right it's time let's uh let's do a fucking autopsy on this thing and see what killed it um yeah. right. so, there's a so bullet before, on it yeah, that says before. read <laughs> yeah like so. like in batman v superman yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah. So, right. We're going to make sure before we do, we got to make sure we saw the same movie. Uh, 
You saw Spy Kids 3D, right? Oh yeah, of course. Okay, good. I w- I just wanted to make sure that we were, we saw the same movie about a a guy from a boxing movie is now trapped in another universe that looks like a <laughs> PS2 game <laughs> and multicolored heroes team up to fight him and like stop him from getting out and he has a connection with the old one from the past. Oh my god. This runs even further than I imagined. I I was dead serious when I made that tweet of the toy maker and Kang next to each other going, these are the same character. They are. I was 100% serious. Except Kang, he don't don't get a redemption at the end. He just dies. He just gets fucking disintegrated into nothing. He'll be back. He will... But they, the way they constantly stress, like, oh, he's dead. And I'm like, you're making me nervous. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he'll be back. Because yeah, I'll get, I'll get to that when we get there. But yeah, but um, uh, okay. So main gist of the story is, you know, S- Scott, Hope, Cassie, Hank, and Janet all get sucked into Planet Drool, and. Yep. Uh, they meet some colorful characters. They, they get the sense of game over. Yeah, they just wander around for an hour until the plot happens. Literally. And uh, and then Kang um, has a connection with Janet. Um, and the trailers made you think it was going to be a connection with Scott, but no, it was with Janet. Um, yeah. Which yeah. I like that, but they should have also had the Scott thing so you could parallel and be like, oh, he's doing the same shit again. It's like poetry, it rhymes. But no, because this movie's Cause Scott not good. Im- immediately goes, no, I'm not going to fucking listen to you. Yeah, like... Uh, it, it, he, I, I literally just saw it. Did, did Kang even say, like, I can give you time with your daughter back? Nope, nope. Nope, not that was all. just a Janet? Okay. Either they cut that out, or it was never there to begin with. Like, either scenario irritates me. Yeah, and then we have one really, really awesome scene, and then the third act happens, and they beat the shit out of Kang. Well, no, Kang doesn't get the ants beat the shit out of Kang. Kang beats the shit out of Scott. He murders them, and then. And then the ending got changed because they rewrote reality. By rewrote reality, I mean they reshot it a month ago. I'm not lying about that. There were set photos a month ago, people being like, oh, why are they reshooting something so soon? Then you watch the movie and it's the ending. Yeah, you can see it. You can see it mainly because of Hope's hair. Yeah, Hope's hair. And like, so again, we're. We're jumping like way ahead here, but like I don't care. We need to talk about this a bit now because it's so irritating how like the end has Scott and Hope, like, you know, they're stuck in the quantum realm now. They can't get out. So they're like looking over like the city of like, you know, all Kang's goons getting taken away and like all the work that they have ahead of them here in the realm helping the little guy, all these new like weirdo characters who I couldn't name a single one of them. Uh, oh, no, not at all. You know, it's like we're setting, like, this is what they're going to be doing now. And then Cassie just goes on a keyboard <laughs> and that's, it's over. They're fine. You know, they, they it's, go home. it's funny because, um, you know, to get into the quantum realm, you shrink. 
why they is never, it a portal? They never, th- they also like, why did no one think, hey, Scott, remember that thing you did in Ant-Man 1? Do that again. Oh, at least try me. it. Fuck me. Like, I, I guess Even the reason like is... one line saying like oh, that that was like a one in a billion chance, dude. Yeah. Also, also it seemed like like if Ant Man the Walk because I saw that again on TV recently because mm-hmm. Hank went to that specific place in the quantum realm that Scott was in, and he still had to go fucking deeper. So right. I guess I they're imagine... they're just too deep. Yeah. But, but um, at least like try getting big. Yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in this for now because I wanna I wanna talk about the the ending like in a bit if that's okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I I got out what I needed in the moment. Yeah. So fine. <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, just right off the bat, how's what's your general opinion of the movie? I think it's fine. It's not like it's it, as much as my griping is it's it's not bad. It's just like I can see where like this could have been really, really good. And instead mm-hmm. it's just like it's fine. Like I had a fun time. Yeah. Again, funny headman. He's here funny to head save man. the day. He is. <laughs> I, okay, I keep saying I love Modoc in this movie. He's great. He is. Like I <laughs> Here's I, my. Th- I never, I lost my shit twice at the gag where like he's having his big dramatic like you know backstory scenes and Scott kept interrupting him. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh my god, Darren. It's like, hey, <laughs> like that. That was actually good. Like that was it, a good gag. Like. It- Here's like I remember last summer we were all like, oh, it's gonna be awful because they're covering up Modok's face because they're cowards. And then they show Modok's face and people were like, What is this? It looks so stupid. Why isn't he a monster? And it's what? like I don't care. <laughs> like, I know that Modok has had like a fucked up face, like not beyond just being big and stretched out, but right. like a fucked up face before. He is like grotesque and disfigured and yeah. shit. But there's also many instances where he isn't. He's so it's like, like, so it, honestly, I really don't care. The only problem with his design is that it, it's like the CGI, done, like is, it didn't finish rendering. There are many shots where it's like, good lord. Like people exaggerate a lot of the time when they say something looks like a video game. Modok looked like a video game character. Yeah, like when he has the helmet on, you can't really tell mm-hmm. because you know it's all metallic and like robotic, and like it all just kind of like blends together and looks like that. But his fucking face, I Jeez. I I just say they should have just gone fuck it and went full Mister Electric with it. Like honestly, I just feel like, fuck it. It's a screen face, but then like well, underneath break it is his real face like honestly like even like have it be his face but use whatever effect they did for mr electric like yeah i don't know it, it just uh but like yeah so this movie like i said when we were starting it's nowhere near the worst i think it's definitely in the bottom echelon of of the mcu it's but, definitely in like the 
the bottom third. Yeah. You know? But, like, it's not the worst, but it's just so, like, here's the thing that we've talked about. The mm-hmm. script is honestly fine. Like it's yeah. Pretty... The writing is far from like the problem for me. Like there are some story elements where I'm just like that. You should have changed that or done yeah, something sh- different. You should yeah. You should have like used that. But like we were literally just talking earlier how they don't do anything with the idea of Kang tempts Scott with I'll give you back time with your daughter. You know mm-hmm. that 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 plot point is like kind of brought up in the beginning of like Scott and Cassie didn't really, you know, get their time together anymore. And then they never talk about it again. Yeah. Cause this movie, I don't know why they were like, let's, let's advertise this movie by showing a story. That's actually interesting. And then, and and then we'll not write that story. Yeah. Like the script has problems. It's like fine, and I feel like if they used reshoots pro- like smartly and properly, they could have been able to like maybe salvage it. Um, but like, it, like my, here's what I say, right? Like I told you this like a couple days ago. What mm-hmm. they should have done is like Kang gets Scott and Cassie right out the get go, mm-hmm. like none of this like thirty minutes standing around with the like with like leftovers from Rick and Morty. Like God, that's really what the quantum realm is. It's just a rejected Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. Like it. And I'm not just saying this because Jeff Loveness was, was a Rick and Morty writer. No. I'm just saying this. Cause like fucking there is plenty of stuff in this episode. And God, in this episode, in this movie <laughs> that is no, it's an episode. Don't it lie. Is. This is an no, episode of the MCU. Yeah. You, you, you see that soups tweet. That's literally what he said it was. <laughs> God. But, uh, but yeah, like the, at, the quantum realm in this movie is literally just, rip straight from Rick and Morty like like the dude that they drink his ooze so you can understand everyone mm-hmm. like that's literally a Rick and Morty bit I guarantee you the whole you. thing felt like such a thing that could have just been cut out because like yeah. what, what's the point like we've had movies already where like people just understand each other already <laughs> like yeah. it doesn't matter like, yeah like I got a laugh out of out of the, the bit where like you know like all the people like t- speaking like nonsense, and Cassie's saying, "Go drink the ooze den." Scott's just like, "What?" Yeah, like that. <laughs> it is, it, it's entirely sold on Paul Rudd's delivery. Yeah, it like it. It's just like that entire cast of kids could have either been cut out or saved for like late for like the second like second out. Because what I say is like, Kang gets them out the get go, right? Mm-hmm. He makes a deal with Scott. The second act happens, and the entire second act is Scott going to the fucking core, yeah, like, doing his doing the heist thing, like because that I that's when what I it meant should be about. Yeah, when I when I heard the stuff about the trailer, I was like, that's a smart way to go to like tie it back in with the first movie and remember, yeah, this these movies have kind of a heist vibe to them, like so let let's carry that, let's do that on steroids here, but they don't really do that. No, it's and, it's one scene, which admittedly it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. But still. yeah, it's great. And like I say, you know, maybe in the second, like Modok is just his own dude that's like guarding the core or something for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. They can find some bullshit reason for it. I just think like that yeah. would have been that would have made the second act like, work. 
Yeah, maybe he he's still like connected to Kang, but he went rogue. Yeah, like like he Kang found him and like fucked with him, and he and Modok went crazy and just ran off to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it just like I like, and then and then the second act you have you know Cassie in the prison and Hope and Hank and Janet doing their thing. But like Cassie, like connecting with the with the with the other prisoners in in Kang in Kang's uh, Citadel, mm-hmm. and you know further like going further into her being you know a kind because you know she is very clearly a leftist in the movie. Yes. Like her yes. her opening scene is her getting arrested for helping protesters out. Yeah, um, and stealing a cop car. Yeah, based. Yeah, um, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> like just go go further into that. Like, and then the third act, third act is the one with the least amount of problems, in my opinion, except for the ending. So, like, just yeah, let that be carry out how it did. But like, just the first and second acts feel so like fused together that they feel like they're from separate movies. Yeah, each act is like its own movie. It's like, what the hell happened? Yeah, like, like why? Why is Bill Murray still in the movie? Oh God. He was totally supposed to be part of the rebellion at the end. There, you can. He tell. was apparently supposed to be, but they cut him out for obvious reasons. Yeah. And uh, what I say is, why not cut him out all? Yeah. Like he got his money. Yeah. You already yeah. paid him. Yeah. Just fucking cut need, him out. You need to be here. He didn't do anything. Oh. You got <laughs> ate by a big squid. He doesn't even get eaten. We don't even see him. Yeah, no, he just kind of gets flung around. I was like, woo. He's just, like, you know, of course, you know, with all the fucking stuff coming out of the woodwork, that's come out of the woodworks about him past few months. Not that it's been, like, secret, because it's not no. really. Yeah, just, no, when the news, like, actually broke, I was like, this is the least surprising thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, have you seen a single Bill Murray movie in your life? Yes. Yeah, that's just like, how he is. And that that carries into this movie, which oh God. Yeah, that I I almost scrolled past. I mean, I almost left the movie <laughs> theater for uh, f- a few minutes. <laughs> yes, but but yeah, no, that that like him creeping on Janet, it just kind of was like, yeah, no, that was. Mm. Ugh, like I, but I just like this movie should have been pushed back. Like it should absolutely. have, it should have been delayed. I don't know why it wasn't. Like maybe maybe it's because like they didn't make the decision until recently, until like just a few weeks ago to delay the Marvels. Probably. But if for nothing else, this movie really fucking it, put things into it, perspective. It's the encapsulation of all of Marvel's problems the past yeah. two years. But we got let let's structure this a bit better. Right? Yeah, because we are just kind of jumping everywhere and not yeah, let's, like actually. Let's talk about characters, right? Let's I love Scott about, still. Yeah, let's talk about Scott. Um, Scott, I love Paul Rudd. He's great. He has great moments in this movie. Mm-hmm. He doesn't change in any way, and that no, really no. sucks. It does. I will. I will not lie. It does. But part of me is still like, 
Paul Rudd's funny though. He is, and like he, he's great as Scott Lang, and I love the part where we're like Kang, uh, like where he finally to Kang's uh, deal, and then he like puffs his chest up to him and says, "Do not touch my daughter again." Mm-hmm. Like, like, and like he he didn't like he knows Kang is more is stronger than him, but <laughs> even without the suit, <laughs> yeah, and like, but he still was like back the fuck off like yeah and no and it wasn't played for a joke or anything and i, I love no, that it was straight up, do not fuck with her mm-hmm. i will end you yeah <laughs> i actually will oops um yeah. <laughs> and i will i'll push you into the thingy and you go <laughs> it's funny because the beginning of this movie where he's like kind of a, a narcissistic dick like mm-hmm. it played better for me than i expected it would it did like I won't lie, I was I was very nervous going into it. It actually worked a lot better for this for this movie than I expected it would. Yeah, because like it was kind of like a like they I don't know how it did. It just kind of did. Like yeah, I, again, I think a big reason is just Paul Rudd. He just yeah, sold that's it. true. That's true. Like personally, it's not where I would have put him immediately, but I but I think it worked fine. It would have yeah. worked better if they kind of coincided with him feeling like he lost a lot of time, but uh, yeah, um, you mean like what the trailer said? Yeah, uh, it's really disappointing that 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 whole thing is not a movie, like we like we said. But like, I don't understand why they marketed it that way if it wasn't going to be that. Like, right. Like that—that's what gets me. It's not that they didn't do it, but that they marketed it like they were going to. Because, like, like, now what the, what the fuck you talk about? I'm just Kevin, like, I <laughs> stop caring about spoilers, Kevin. Like, it's fine. Th- that's a real problem with Marvel nowadays. They market every movie like it's Infinity War, Endgame. Right, like, and that's you can't do that. Like, unless it's like. Like far from home, you know, we're like Mysterio. We want to advertise like, no, nah, he's a good guy, so that like when the movie comes out and like the twist hits, like you know, all the kids in the theater are gonna be surprised, you know, yeah. like that. That's fine. You could do shit like that, but like, mm-hmm. don't lie about the premise of your movie in your trailers because it's just gonna make time. the movie itself look like <laughs> fucking garbage in comparison, <laughs> like. I, I I just like I that was a great story to have in mind of like you know Scott lost so much time with Cassie and like that that was already like a thing in Endgame like when he reunited with her you could tell in his face that he's like fuck I've missed out on some of the most important years with my daughter yep like in fucking <laughs> never followed movie, up they, in this movie they act like she was always like this yeah um it just it's so it's so weird it's just it's disappointing like yeah, i that and that, it, that's the real summation of this movie just oh like it it this movie was like a wannabe no way home kind of thing like of we're gonna... specialty <laughs> <laughs> call me uh, victor because i hate one man and his name is reed <laughs> Oh boy, we'll get into Peyton Reed in a bit. 
and our uh, our thoughts on his directing for this movie. But um, but yeah, like it just it's so. I don't. This is like the third. Like Scott had a better arc in fucking Ant Man the Wasp. Like, yeah, and he they they made him fucking stupid in that movie. They made like, him a moron. Like, remember in his first movie when the, when he's like, "I have, I am a brilliant fucking scientist. I am an electrical engineer, and I can crack open a safe by just making it cold and just exploding it off of the hinges and setting up like a a blanket to like stop the 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 rivets and screws from exploding into anything important." Mm-hmm. And like just all this shit, like, but no, I don't know nothing. And Quantum Mania, they just made him a fucking idiot. Like, and not that not that he can't be fun loving, because like when doing stuff Home Alone, of course you gotta resort to like Rock Band or something. Right. But I mean, like in a lot of the scenes working with like Hank and Janet, it just it the hostility didn't feel like because he did them wrong. It felt because he was dumb. Yeah. Like, and that, 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 like, and I enjoy that movie. That just didn't play well to me. No. But, like, I like that he got to be a lot more serious in this movie. He did. But it's just sour because it, the movie is so half-baked. Like, yeah. just in terms of, you know, directing and, like, to a lesser extent, writing. Like, I'm willing mm-hmm. to give Jeff Loveness another shot. Oh yeah, I'm 100% like that this was not his fault. I would say maybe have other people on board to write Kang Dynasty alongside him, but I like I would also say this isn't a it's not it's not a bad script. It's yeah. just probably needed I, another draft or two. Yeah, I I think the the main issue with the movie was not the main issue, but like with the writing, I guess, in terms of like that side of things is like earlier today, there was an article that just came out where Jeff Loveness went. Yeah. I didn't know I was writing Kang as like setting him up as the next big villain when I was writing this movie. Oh <laughs> yeah. You straight up didn't know. Ah, uh. <laughs> it explains everything. Doesn't it? Let me send it to you. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, God. It explains everything, doesn't it? Oh, God. That just explained my entire life. (laughs) Oh, fuck. How do they... How do you not tell him that? He's writing Kang Dynasty. They probably didn't sign him on until after he wrote this movie. Like, at least tell him that Kang is no. going to be a big player moving forward. That Kang is the next Thanos. No. You should tell him that. No. He did not know it was his job to set that up. Oh, God. Oh, they... Okay, yeah. No. Okay, yeah, no, it's not... It ain't his fault. It ain't his fault. Uh, again... I hate one man, and his name is Reed. Well, this is Feige's fault too. Let's not let's not get. Crazy. Oh yeah, no, Kevin's up there too, but don't worry. Like, I I get 
sometimes keeping things a bit from actors until the day of shooting. If it's something really pressing or really spoilery, that that would ruin the experience. Like, I, I extreme sure I get that. Not telling the person writing the movie how they can't just fuck off, how they can't just make the villain fuck off because he's going to be the main villain yeah. for this entire saga. That's a bit different. <laughs> That's a little. That's a little bizarre. That's a little. In, that's a little. Um, a little worry. <laughs> like, just a bit. Are they not going to have any correspondence between Jeff Loveness and Michael Waldron for like Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars? Like, what? Like, what? What if Jeff Loveness kills off like all the Kangs in Kang Dynasty? Then what's then what's Michael Waldron going to do? Like, is he just going to be like, uh? We still have to do secret wars. Um, fuck. <laughs> like, I, I just, oh god, that's bad. That's really bad. Hmm. Right. Oh, we got. I think it's in my retweets. Hold on, I gotta. Okay. Yeah, you're good. I, you're good. I thought I found the account that posted, but I didn't. So hold on. Yeah. Mm. Uh... Oh god. But uh. Yeah, um, not not too keen on uh, on Scott's character arc in this movie because it barely is one. Yeah, <laughs> it could have been one if they didn't change the fucking ending. But do you have any other thoughts on Scott? I got a real kick out of Baskin Robbins, Scott. That that was that was a funny scene where that it was, was the same guy from the first movie. Yeah, he was shaking his hand for an uncomfortably long time. Yeah, that and, and also like in the probability store, the one Scott that still works at Baskin Robbins. He's like, "Why am I here?" <laughs> <laughs> I never get that. I could. It's so stupid, but it's so funny. Yeah, he was great in that scene too. Like the people in the probability storm. Like, yeah, like I said, it's my favorite scene in the whole movie. It's so good. It was like it. It needed some more time in the oven. In terms of rendering, well, but, yeah, but that, you could say that about the entire movie. That's true, but <laughs> like, it, but it was it was cool that like the thing that united all the, all the Scots was realizing that Cassie's their main motivation, and yeah. then the part where Hope came in and like it was both of their probabilities like forming back into them, and then they got the core. And I thought I thought that was cool. Yeah. Also, like Scott's little goodbye to Cassie before he went down, mm-hmm. before he went down to the core, I thought I thought was great. Um, so, um, Hope Van Dyne. There's nothing to talk about there. I, I was hoping we would both say nothing and then we'd move on. To- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I I was no, tempted, a, but I didn't it's know okay, if you were going to okay. do that either. So it's okay. Uh, yeah, she's nothing in this movie. Nothing. She has nothing in this movie. Like, Yo, it's actual—it's actually shocking how that she nothing. Like, am, holy I, fuck! I am legitimately curious, like, how much of it is because they cut out some of her scenes because she just wouldn't shut her fucking mouth. <laughs> Honestly, I probably. <laughs> 
I'm sure some of it is that at least. Yeah. I feel like just a lot of this movie got cut down because of like, you know, both her and Bill Murray. Like, yeah. It It's uh, like, all she does is just pal around with Hank and Janet and is the muscle basically. And basically trying to be like, mom, tell me the truth about. And, and that's about it. And her mom just keeps going. No. Why? No. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, fuck. It's yeah. Like there's not, there's nothing to talk about with nothing. She, no, like the one big moment she has is when she like goes back in the quantum realm to save Scott and that's it. Yeah. Where you could tell it's supposed to be like a big dramatic, like sacrifice. And then it wasn't one. And then it wasn't. <laughs> then it wasn't. This movie's ending was good until it wasn't. And then a fucking photo negative. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if I don't do much to develop her relationship with Scott either, like, it's like, are they married? Or are they just, like, boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, what? what are they? Like, I'm not saying they have to be married. I'm just saying, like, what what's right. status of their relationship other than just they fuck? Right. Like, I, I assume, I don't, I don't know if they're married, but they're close enough to the point that Cassie's calling Hank Grandpa. That's true. Yeah. So they may as well be married. I guess. I guess. But they do nothing to say that or develop that. Because so, this movie doesn't care about anything that's actually relevant to the characters. No. Um, the only like, one hey, it does funny, is... Funny, funny light bulb head, man. Yeah. <laughs> what if Korg was cool? <laughs> God, that's so true. Really, um, that was my immediate thought, and that led me down the rabbit hole. This movie is just Ragnarok again. It is. It is. Because they it's... throw away everything that the that the first two movies had. It's just Ragnarok, but Spy Kids. What happened? So Ragnarok. No. You cannot tell me that fight between Thor and Hulk was like the fight between Junie and, and this fucking e-girl girlfriend. No. Come on, don't. No. You know I'm right. No, I you, I refuse. I refuse. I can't. You don't like that movie. Why are you refusing? I, I refuse. <laughs> anyway, the wasp has nothing to do in this movie. Moving yeah. on. Um, or do you have any more thoughts? Her costume is terrible. I I think I like the brighter yellow. The brighter yellow is good. Everything else though. Yeah, same with same with Scott's suit. Yeah, it's just you can see them trying to do like that emblem from the comics, where it's like it's like just, a it's a circle. Or it's like the circle and like the two lines connecting to it, and then the one going to the. But they just they put too it. many colors and lines on it to the yeah. point that you can't tell. <laughs> like it's this gross segmented abomination. 
Like, I like the colors on the suits. It's just the designs are bad. It's disgusting. We've been going downhill since that first one. Like, I profess that I really like his in Amen the Wasp and Endgame. I think mm-hmm. I think that suit's pretty good. Like that's a yeah. fine evolution. Yeah, it, yeah, it's fine. And you can you can see where it would lead to eventually maybe a more classic looking suit. Yep. Um and, and then this movie happened. And then this movie. Oh boy. But uh Cassie. Oh boy. Um Her direction did her no favors. Yeah, let's start with that. <laughs> like okay. Sh- I hope Catherine Newton doesn't get a bunch of hate because I do not believe her in this movie is her. Like it's not. Cause here's the thing about acting. Sometimes even when it's hard. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, I certainly didn't. <laughs> right. But uh, like, you know, speaking from personal experience, acting is really fun. The reason you do auditions with other people is not just to see how good you are in a role, it's to see how well you work with the other actors that they mm-hmm. may be considering. You need chemistry. You need chemistry reads. Those are a big thing in these types of movies. When Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were getting cast for Amazing Spider-Man, one of the first things they did was a chemistry read, because you have to. Like that, have to. That's the beating heart of the movie. You have to fucking do that. Like That's why with Tom Holland being cast in... Uh, the MCU, they had him do chemistry reads with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Yep. You know, that that's why they did that. And it, you know, there are some people who say they would have preferred uh Charlie Rowe, who was in the running or something. But I'm like, there's a chance that he was really good as Peter Parker, but he just did not work off of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans as well as Tom Holland did. Like mm-hmm. You need to have actors that click and be able to work well together. That, like, even the best actor can give a bad performance with when they're not with actors they click with well or given bad direction or both. Hayden Christensen, for example, he's a pretty good actor. I, I, like, I think he's really good in the Kenobi show for the little we see of him. And to an extent, episode three, when he doesn't have to talk because he's not being directed to talk like a dry piece of wood. Like, right. Like, but in episode two, he gives a bad performance because bad direction and, you know, not great chemistry. Catherine Newton has the same problem here. <laughs> like, she is Anakin Skywalker. She... And like we said, it's not her fault. She has been great in other projects. Like she, she's been good. Like, but it's so clear that the reason Peyton Reed cast her instead of bringing back Emma Furman was, you know, for one, like because he didn't get a say in Emma Furman being cast, and mm-hmm. for another, um, because what what I think anyway is that he wanted a, a more popular up and comer as as Cassie. There is a rumor that Emma Furman broke her NDA when filming Endgame, but I'm just like, who fucking cares about that at the end? It's been four, five years since then. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah, like, what, the, what would you broken? Just oh, I was in the movie. <laughs> I, I was know, in maybe, that movie from five years ago. <laughs> maybe, maybe I guess spoiling that 
that like there was a five year time gap or something, but I don't even know. then like did did anyone notice? I don't know. Like it just it, the shit don't matter. Like just fucking it don't. What is there to spoil about this movie? Barely anything. <laughs> There's nothing. Just nothing. But yeah, no, Cassie is not very good in this movie. Um, no. I th- I think character wise, she's pretty cool. Like, but Catherine Newton has no chemistry with Paul Rudd. None whatsoever. Mm, no, like 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 you can tell they're both like trying, but they just they just don't gel together. Yeah, or at the very least, even if they did, they were just not given good direction. Right. It's just it like it sucks because like you can tell like like we said you can tell they are trying. Sometimes you just can't help it if you're not being given what you need as an actor like that, and it's it's unfortunate because Emma Furman for the like few seconds she was in Endgame had really good chemistry with Paul Rudd, Mm -hmm. like like. Yeah, like, the most she gets to say is dad, and, like, hugs him and cries, but I believed her that, I believed that that was his daughter. I believed that that was her dad that she hadn't seen in five years, because she mm-hmm. thought he was dead. Yep. Catherine Newton just kind of had the same face this entire movie, and same expression and reaction to everything. And, like, I don't like you saying it, but to get into preface, I do not believe it's her fault. No. I think she was not given good... I just think she wasn't given good direction. You have to be a really, really experienced and good actor to be able to, like, power through bad direction. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why oh, that's why Ewan McGregor and, like, uh, Ian McDermott were the best parts of the prequels. Yeah. But, yeah, what, what, what... Give your thoughts on... Cassie and Catherine Newton as her. It's bad. It's not good. <laughs> I hate Peyton Reed. <laughs> oh god. It it also is you basically hit like every every note that I would have I would have said, yeah, just she they're both trying like they're she's trying really hard, but like she's given no direction at all so she's just kind of like floating yeah uh, and i am not unconvinced that they like you know that one audio clip of her yelling dad i feel like they reused that like three or four times it sounds like they did like they always cut away from her when she says it Mm-hmm. So it feels like they're just doing some ADR shit and just yeah. dubbing over it. Like this movie cuts so many corners, it's unreal. Like Yeah, as they've as they have come out and said. Yeah. <laughs> like Oh boy. But yeah, that's about all we got for Cassie, basically, I think. Yeah. Although um, one more note though before we go, I wanna say she had more chemistry with Michael Douglas in the 30 seconds they were on screen together. She actually did. Like, that's I insane. Lo- I, lo- I love the part where, like, they're, they're talking about, like, this is, like, I like that Hank is, like, the fun grandpa now. 
Yeah. He's funny grandpa. He is. He's, he's gotten <laughs> over most of his angst. And yeah. And he, he, he got his wife back. Yeah. He's happy. He's got he his wife ants. back. He likes ants. I love that. He's just, I like ants. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, we could learn a lot from ants and being social. I'm like, yeah, right? Maybe this movie's secretly based. Yeah, hold on, Jeff. Jeff Love, this is spitting. Hold on. <laughs> oh boy, I <laughs> I want to believe it. I saw some tweet where it's like, I want to believe that when when he said that, like, <laughs> eventually Lily just lunged at him. <laughs> if you go by frame by frame, the final frame before the cut, you see her jolt towards Michael Douglas. <laughs> Like when she cut him off, that was that was that wasn't in the script. <laughs> but they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah. we're we're behind schedule anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I'm totally gonna steal this joke, but man, Vigilante Lily does deserve some props for her performance in this movie. She's playing a character that believes in science. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I stole it wholesale from Twitter, and I don't give a fuck. It was based. Everyone steals jokes from Twitter. It's where all you, of them go. The only one who just does it horribly is Elon. That, that man. That man's never seen a joke in his life. He has not. Oh boy, bottle cap fell. Give me a second. Yep. But uh, any more thoughts on Cassie before we move on? No, that's it. All right. Um, Hank and Janet, like we said, Hank Hank doesn't get much to do in this movie. No. In terms of like story, he just kind of is there, but he's he's funny. He's fun. He's Michael Douglas. He very clearly wants out. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's done. He's he's ready to go. He said, and at the red carpet, they better kill me off in the next one. If there is a next one, there won't be an Ant Man four. I'll tell you now. There will no. There won't be. If there is, pay read it in charge of the. Hey, Edgar Wright. Uh, <laughs> we're sorry, sorry. About, it's, we're so sorry about that first one. You wanna um, we'll call a do over. You say <laughs> you just pull Mulligan on that, please. But uh, Janet is the meat and potatoes of the story, basically, because she's the reason anything happens. Because mm-hmm. um, it turns out that while she was in the quantum realm, she met Kang. Yes. He got sent here on his, on his time ship, and the two formed a friendship. And they he fucked. was talking. Yeah, they definitely fucked. Based, you can't convince me otherwise. Based of him, based of Jonathan Majors, mm-hmm. we can't lie. Nope i i I understand. Like you go, you go to a mysterious place and you see, you see Catwoman. You're exactly. You see Michelle Pfeiffer. It's like, oh, I win. Exactly. But <laughs> the other me's didn't understand. They didn't. This is this is why they I'm they the thought they were imprisoning me. They just sent me to my ultimate victory. <laughs> oh boy! But mm. yeah, so they form a bond, 
um, and they start working on preparing a ship. They help each other out, and they have like really good touching moments together. That makes me be like, is is he just playing her, or did he actually like mean what he was saying to her? And like, right? Because I wanna, I want to believe at least that that for that moment in time, or at least out of time, he. <laughs> He let himself be genuine. Yeah, I I do believe his time with Janet was genuine, mm-hmm. but then as soon as like his chair is fixed, he's like, nah. like as soon as she ended up seeing who he is, ah mm-hmm. uh, shit. Yep. I'll, I I okay, I I messaged you on discord when i got to that part yes i took my move my phone out in the movie theater like an (laughs) asshole yes that's what happened yeah Uh, it's okay you sat in the back it's fine yep no one saw uh i even messaged you like when i got to that part of like because i love the line where like she asked him who's kang and he he almost sounds like scared to say he goes who i need to be like he sounds like almost really sad, like saying it. Yeah, like, it's like he doesn't want to do it. It's like almost obligated and like scared that like he has to be this. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. That said a whole lot about him, like more than yeah. anything else. Like, are we gonna cause... go into that? Okay, no. Oh, fuck you, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, yeah, Jeff. I didn't know I was writing him in the next one. I didn't realize I was I was setting something up here. <laughs> oh, fuck me. But oh boy. But yeah, no. Like Janet's whole connection to him, and like that. I love that. You know, she reactivated her suit after like a long time mm-hmm. in order to like fucking you know blow up the core. And he fucking just screams and makes a fucking <laughs> and just fucking like explodes everything. You know, that's one thing Jonathan Mage is very good at in this movie. He screams like a motherfucker. And blowing things up. Damn right. But like, yeah, I, I love that, you know, the reason she was, you know, really desperate to get out is she was scared of Kang. Yep. And like, because she didn't get out just after that. Fucking built an entire citadel because he's out of nothing because he's so fucking smart. Yep. Like, but once he got his suit back, he was set. He mm-hmm. could do anything. And just fucking created a dystopia and like created a thousand million fucking robots that work for him. Like, yeah. I, I remember right. I think I remember reading that like Yuri Lowenthal voiced a couple of them. Oh, that's cool. I wonder if he yeah. voiced the one that was interrogated. He might have, because I, I know I rec, I vaguely recognize the voice of that one, but I don't, I don't know if it was him. Let me, let me look it up. Yeah, at least, at least I think it was, it was Yuri. I know they got. I know they got some voice actors for this, like actual voice actors. He's not credited on okay. IMDb, but he could still live. And but, but yeah, no, like 
I I really like Janet's portion of the movie in the in the scene she had with Kang. I think mm-hmm. I think that was great. How like um <clears throat> like I I just I thought I thought she was cool in this movie. I thought I thought she was cool. Yeah. No, I like that she got to like be more active in this one. Because I mean she wasn't in the last one very much. No. Most of her scenes got deleted. Wish we could have done that to Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? We have to keep him in. No, we don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh god. But um Yeah, no, like that's that's all I really gotta say about Janet. Yeah, um, she's cool. Modoc, like we said, funny head man. I love him. I'll, I will, I will save him from this from this hellhole and bring him into Armor Wars. I where I'm he gonna, belongs. Unfortunately, to be honest, the way the way he, I just kind of felt nothing about. Like I didn't even really find it funny. I just kind of like was like, oh yeah, no, his death made no sense. Like it, the whole like Cassie being like, ah, oh, just be a dick. And I'm just like, eh. that's it. That, that, let Modok be a bad guy. <laughs> Fucking let Modok be a dick. Like it's just a waste. He was of- a billionaire in the real world, and here he's big head with chainsaws and guns. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Know. It's just like I. This is like I. I'm sure they will find a way to bring him back, but. Just a disappointing one-time use of him. I guess yeah. maybe Jeff Loveness wasn't told that they're gonna use Modok again. Probably not. Kevin, when we say let the people cook by themselves, that we don't necessarily mean that. <laughs> like yeah, you, you could still like hand them a recipe. <laughs> like just, just not even a recipe, just some ingredient. They have give to. them the menu. Give them the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give them the menu so they know what they're cooking. So they know what uh, what will be cooked later. Like, oh god. But, yeah, like we discussed about Modoc. Modoc was just funny. Funny big head, yep. man. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, all the part where he goes after Hank, he's like, like, well, 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 if this is my old mentor. And he's like slowly flying up to the cockpit. <laughs> and he gets here, he's like, hey, Hank. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Derek? Holy shit! Like, I lo- yeah. I love when he was when Scott was in the prop building. Darren. Darren? And then <laughs> after a long pause, it's like, Modoc? And then Modoc's yeah. like, oh, hey, what's up, Scott? Yeah, it's like, what's up? It's like, <laughs> it's like all right, what's the plan? It's like, uh, don't die. It's like, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. But <clears throat> then after, um, well, uh, finally, I guess the only really other character to the the only other like singular character to talk about is um is Kang. He was really really cool until his last thirty seconds. <sighs> oh, boy. you know, yeah. But- so. Him dying or losing at the end isn't even my issue. It's just the fact that he didn't gain anything whatsoever. Yeah, no, like he he didn't get get any victory over Scott. 
Like no, Ant Man straight up beat him. He beat him, <laughs> and then oh bless you, thank you. He beat him, and then has like two seconds at the end where it's like, oh fuck, maybe I doomed everyone. Blah. And then just yeah, spat like, out cake. Yeah, and I'm like, but what do you mean? Why what? did you spit out the cake? What that that it's the that made no sense to me. Like I guess it was gross. It's such a weak gag to end the it movie is. on. Yeah, and I'm like, maybe I doomed this. Also. What are you talking about? What? Because I guess of the other, because Kang was talking about the other of him. I guess, but like, if you let him go, he was just going to kill you all. Oh, God. You didn't do anything. You, you, maybe, you maybe just won. We, maybe we could have ended this movie with them being stuck in the quality. And rebuilding because they have to prepare for whenever the Kangs arrive. But no, 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 that'd, no. That'd be stupid. That would that would be having consequences in the movie and stakes and stakes. That would be progressing and, the story forward. Yeah, and like still setting up Kang as like a problem because he just took Ant Man and Wasp off the board completely, and like you know they. They were instrumental in fixing the Thanos problem. Now they're not even going to be there to fix Kang. Exactly. Like, but no, they're fine. Fuck me. Like, it. But Let, let's talk about the good about Kang, though. Like, his drip is immaculate. It is. I want that suit. I'm going to steal it. My drip is immaculate, Mr. Kang. <laughs> That's Modoc. Yes. <laughs> Kang when he hears my, like, I need to update my audio equipment. He pulls out all the buzz saws and guns. I have updated my audio equipment. <laughs> Kang Kang hears uh like like Scott and Cassie like get sent into the quantum realm. Kang's like something just happened. <laughs> he gets the phone call. It's like something just happened. <laughs> And he pushes the button. <laughs> Seems like I've fallen off the path. And then the Jonathan Major scream. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, you know what? That's how we actually fix the movie. Just replace it with the Shadow Phantom. Exactly. Oh boy. But, oh, but... but yeah, no. Uh, Kang is great for the most part in this movie. Mm -hmm. The the problem with him is that you can tell he was not meant to be the main villain. He was not supposed to be a big thing yet. But they didn't know, but when, like, probably Peyton Reed finally got permission to use him, they didn't know what to do with him other than him standing around and talking and making threats. Yeah, they didn't they just kept saying, I have wiped out entire timelines and, like, killed Avengers and done all this crazy shit. And I'm like, alright, that's cool. You gonna do anything? You just gonna I'll... shoot the, the lasers and scream? Okay, that's cool. You got any other tricks? Oh, the ants. <laughs> oh, God. Jonathan Majors carried this movie. He really did. 
Him and Paul Rudd actually had really good chemistry. I won't. They lie. did. They had a really good hero villain dynamic, and they don't explore it at all. No. <laughs> I brought up the ants. Now I just. This is how we really fix this movie. All right. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. how when. So you know how like you know Kang like he's he's kicking asses like wiping shit out, but he hears something over the distance and it's the ants coming to like fuck his shit up. Mm-hmm. What it should have been is like exactly the same, but instead of like ants like making weird noises, you hear ants. Yeah, ants. And Michael Douglas over the horizon on the giant ant. Just ants. Ants. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul Rudd jumps down and goes, Ant Man, and then all the ants just swarm. Then Kang just dies immediately, not <laughs> from a heart attack. He got too scared. <laughs> That's how we saved the movie. Oh god, but yeah, like all of Kang's lines are fun are raw as hell. Oh, like, they're amazing. <laughs> like Jonathan Majors plays the shit out of this character. Like he, he loves does. He's character. having the time of his life. Like, it's an actor's dream, I think, to play multiple of the same character. Like, oh yeah, no, he gets to do it a billion times over. <laughs> yeah, for the next few years. Like, yeah. What do you mean I get to be a mummy? That's awesome. Like, I love how different He Who Remains was to Kang. Like, mm-hmm. He Who Remains was so old that he was childish. Yeah, he was. Way. He was like the master. From like yeah. who, you know, but, but also like just not a bad guy, really. He's just like, goofy. Like he was just he was just a bit he was just chaotic, but he was yeah. like, but he was like, man, I love the part where, where he's talking. To all, he's like, man, I'm tired and I'm old. I'm a lot older than I look, and like I'm, I like I don't want my variants to come out, but I'm also tired of just shitting here all the time. Yeah, like I'm, I'm tired of being like the guy keeping everyone safe from the other me's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just want to rest, but also I'm here to have a fun time and you know, yeah, make, have goofy moments with you guys. I love how much he poked through like these thing where like, like when she was like explaining everything about like how personal was during. They're like, grow up, yeah, like, <laughs> get over it, like get let you. That's literally what he said. Get over it. Uh, but but like Kang in this movie was like different. Like he was cold, he was calculating. Menace. He was like the part. <laughs> he was making fucking back alley deals and selling snake oil everywhere he went. <laughs> God, it's just like I I love that the part where like. Janet's like, you're going to murder like trillions, quadrillions, and he's like, Janet, I really wish that mattered. Like, <laughs> right? Still, it felt like there was some truth to what he was saying. Like, for, right. like in terms of how he wished, that, like Ellie, because in his mind it doesn't, but he wishes it does because he he has an air of he doesn't want to, mm-hmm. but he has to, mm-hmm. like. Like, this feels like a Kang who would, like, if he could succeed, would become, like, he who remains, but he's, like, he's too angry. Yeah. 
Like he's he too has, bitter. He has some pent up rage, like and an ego, and he can't really get over either. Yeah, like and that that really plays out in the part where you know he's like, "Do you know how many times I've seen this before? How many Avengers I've killed? Do you think any of this is new to me? And you think you can beat me? I am Kang." The way he <laughs> delivered that line. Fucking hell, man. I thought this movie was top five for a split second. <laughs> he and deserved then, a much better movie. <laughs> you talk to it. <laughs> Michael Douglas just interrupts him. <laughs> yeah, but- you know what the you know what the ants are? What? Remember Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Oh no! Six of sharks on Mister Electric. No, that's no. what they are. <laughs> this is just oh, a Robert no. Rodriguez movie. Oh no! It's so true. It hurts. <laughs> Peyton Reed, I see you just copied all your homework from from a greater man. Several greater men. <laughs> I've seen the cantina scene from Star Wars 2, Peyton. Liter- literally, that was just fucking oh, so blatant. It's not even funny. It really is. It's just... <sighs> like, God, I... Anyway, back, back to Kang. Back to Kang. Just cool. He's so cool. Like, just like, yeah, his suit has a lot of lines on it. You could easily say it's overdesigned. It's it's a good use of being overdesigned, I'd it, say. It works for Kang. You like, know? it it helps him feel more like technologically advanced and shit. Yeah, and, like really adds like a excuse me, like a very like specific like texture and feel to his suit. That feels more advanced than what we have in the other movies and shit so far, but still mm-hmm. like feeling like connected to that style and just just looking like a comic book character. Yeah, like I like that he still has like it's still like rogue, but you know it's it's very metallic and shit. Mm-hmm. And I also like the detail that like the shoulder parts of it retract a bit when he mm-hmm. when he goes into battle. Mm-hmm. Like I, th- I think that's a cool detail, um, but I love I love the part where like a uh, Modok like tried to speak over Kang and Kang just fucking pelts Flings him against the wall. Yeah, and is like, "Do not speak when I am in the room." <laughs> like, oh, you're a thing. I don't. I do not value your input. Like you are just someone who works for me. Like, You're a tool that I don't need to use right now. Like, oh, I'm going to pull you back in the drawer now. <laughs> I just, oh, God, he was so good. And I love that, you know, they brought back the visual of the of the timelines from uh, from. Logan. Yeah, I love like they brought back like the sacred timeline bit and then it splinters out into all the other ones and shit. It's like, yeah, that's what happened. Like him talking about like all the different universes, and he he says like the end. He knows how the multiverse ends, and you don't want that. No. Um. 
but yeah, like that, just that part was cool. Just all the parts with him were so fucking cool. When he's good, he's great. Mm-hmm. And when it feels like he's wasn't meant to be the main villain. It really feels like it. Yeah, it's just like, here's the thing. I have no problem with him getting beaten up by ants. Yeah, no, I had no issue with that whatsoever. It was because they express that these are hyper intelligent ants who are far smarter than humanity. They are super ants that were also advanced even further when they went Mm. into the quantum realm. So they they got robot ants. Yeah, they got cyborg ants. They got terminators. (laughs) It's like him, like getting you know his shit kicked in by them a bit. That's fine to me personally. Yeah. The problem is just like having your big villain in a solo movie before the big Avengers know, movie. They're supposed to be the main villain. It's kind of you run the risk of dampening their their impact. Yeah. By because like right. okay, are you going to end the movie with the villain winning? Or are you going to mm-hmm. fucking cave and just have the villain lose and then the hero win? Yeah. Because like, like even. Even in, like, Thor 1, you know, like, Loki was the main villain of that, obviously, and he lost, but to, to in order to lose, Thor had to destroy the, the Bifrost, which, mm-hmm. at least at the time, cut him off from Earth and ever seeing Jane again until they just kind of fix that, but yeah, they imply in Avengers it took, like, a lot of work to, for them to actually yeah. get that up and running again. So like, They had to summon dark magic to send him to Earth. Yeah. It it wasn't until, like, I think Dark World that they actually fixed the Bifrost proper. Yeah. I, I think you can even see, like, on it, like, the cracks from where Thor broke it. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And like, you have the post credit so, like, scene with Loki going, like, well, I guess that was worth it. Yeah. Because he's, like, and he's fucked up looking... And the imp- the implication is that he's like attached himself to, uh, Selvig. Selvig, yeah. Until until he's ready to strike. So, but Kang, he like he, he you know he has the great fucking scene where he beats the fuck out of Scott, which is a great scene. It's awesome seeing mm-hmm. like because fucking getting all mixed martial arts on him, fucking yep. like. He's using that creed training. He is like, and it's it's real. It's it's cool because it's like we've never seen Scott get his shit kicked in this much. No, and like, and I do love the part where it's like where he's like, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. Yeah, and then they both don't lose. <laughs> Kang loses, but Scott doesn't. Right. That that's where it falls apart. Is. Ant-Man does not lose even a little bit. Yeah, like Scott he won just... harder than like any MCU hero has won in one of these movies in a long time. <laughs> like, like he pushes a button and Kang disintegrates. He's not. He he's more than likely just in a deep stratum stratum of the quantum realm or something. Oh yeah, I've. <clears throat> I guess now's a good time to talk about. I think he's going to be the Beyonder. Yeah, I think I think that's what's going to happen. Like, like he, the space time power machine thing didn't like destroy him. It instead like took him in and like ascended him to like a higher level being. Mm-hmm. 
like you know he is now beyond time and space mm-hmm. you know I, so like yeah. i think that's what they're gonna do and also i just want to see jonathan majors in that fucking disco collar yeah <laughs> like he could pull it off he could he could i i do hope that like you know we get to see the conqueror again because like yeah we're we're gonna i think we're gonna i hope we do because if not then this was a way the conqueror like, it was. I know Kang is a loser in the comics. He's a like, loser. <laughs> You're a loser. Loser. <laughs> You're a loser. <laughs> but like, I, I think. But like, still. Yeah. Like, it, it's just like, it's still just like such a great design, great actor, great role. And this would be just a waste of it if, yeah. if this is the only time we see the, the Conqueror. Because that. Yeah. I don't think it will be because the next the Avengers movie is the Kang Dynasty and yeah he is he is Kang and the others in charge of that council are explicitly not yeah they're like called they're, different names yeah they're Immortus Ramatut and I guess Scarlet Centurion even though yeah, it's Scar- purple yeah that, that I don't know why they did that same shit happened Marvel does not know what the color Scarlet actually is. They do remember Moon Knight, the Scarlet Scarab, and she's white and gold. With, like, sides of deep maroon red on her. And bird wings. (laughs) And bird wings. Oh, boy. But, yeah, like, it just... Yeah, so I... I definitely think it's... This version of Kang will be back, whether or not he is Kang the Conqueror... Or he just goes straight to being the Beyonder. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, this Kang is going to create battle. Yeah, this Kang specifically will make battle war for sure. Like he will just like I think the other Kangs are going to do their things in the Kang Dynasty. Mm-hmm. He's going to show up again and, and wreck gonna, all their shit. Like kill all of them, destroy like all of the timeline. Like we're going. It's going to be a mix of you know. With the multiverse aspect and Secret mm-hmm. Wars with Battleworld and Beyonder and shit. Like mm-hmm. that that's how it's gonna be. Yeah. And like, I think that's fine. Like Yeah, that that's okay by me. Like people being mad that it's like not gonna be a fantastic centric story with Doom. Like, I get it. I'm just like I the way things are right now, I can't see them doing it in ten years so they can properly set up Doom. Or like now, because I don't know. It's just like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah I I still need Doctor Doom to be important in Secret Wars, because if he isn't, don't do Secret Wars. Yeah, you can't because he's too important in both. Like not even just 2015. He's also yeah. like the central character of the original. Yeah, he is. Even in the Spider-Man adaptation. Yeah, even in the 90s Spider-Man cartoon, he's still, like, the most important dude there. (laughs) Like, you can't do it without him. You can't. Like, they they could have maybe Kang still be the final boss villain, but, like, Doom should still have an important role. And hopefully he will. It just depends on how things shake. Yeah. Um, Because... I'll I'll talk about 
my theories for the future in a little bit, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but it, like so that's basically it for all characters. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the directing in the CGI. Um, bad, bad, bad. I think this is like in contention. This is the worst like, looking MC Marvel movie. movie. Yeah, like it. Maybe Marvel movie in general. I don't know. I could think of worse in terms of like just Marvel as a brand in general, not MCU specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, fan four stick. Okay, fan, okay, yeah. I I've seen that movie more times than any human being should. And still forget about it. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fault. FX plays it every other week. Oh yeah, no. F. Why are they doing? Why are they doing? At least give me the 2005 one. <laughs> like literally. Every time I open sometimes. my. T- Every time I open my TV guide, I'm scrolling through like something for background noise or whatever, and I see mm-hmm. I see on it Fantastic Four, and I go, <gasps> and then I see, and then 2015, I'm like, fuck. Sometimes play the original, sometimes they play Silver Surfer, and it's not it's not uncommon, but it yeah, happens they, sometimes. But they play they, 2015 more often. They love Fan Stick. I do. Oh boy, but but yeah, like like. This, out of all the MCU movies, for certain, this is the worst-looking one. Yes. And there are some shots in this movie that look pretty good, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, like even in the Quantum Realm. Like, the one shot with Scott, like, looking to the side, like, when he's about to go to the property storm. Like, the one I sent to you uh, mm-hmm. the other day. Yeah. I thought that looked pretty good. I thought that, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Like, yeah, no, that looked cool. Like, but... One of the main issues is just the mise-en-scene and the design aspects of the movie are so jumbled and, like, there's no consistency. There's no, yeah, like, there's no cohesion or anything going on. It's all just random shit thrown on the screen. Like, Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fucking rejected Rick and Morty episode. It's like, the place looks like multicolored for multicolored barf for most of the time. Like, yeah. It's just like I'm not saying you know you can't have multiple colors or anything. I prefer places being more colorful and vibrant, but you have to not you have to make things look we have to understand what we're looking at, not so much as to take away from the mystique of the of the place, but to just understand, have an idea, yeah, <clears throat> and like sometimes we get that like when they're walking through those those like fungus fields. And like it, it, you get, it's like oh, microscopic or very microscopic organisms. Of course, there would be like you know, fungus would seem like huge woods right. to us. But then you get to places like that cantina and Kang Citadel and the wherever, desert and the desert. Like, uh, like what are we that, looking at, man? That that desert is like the some of the worst green screening I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> like I see that, I'm just like. Apparently, this movie's budget was two hundred million. Where was 100, that? One hundred and ninety million of that went to Jonathan Majors. Oh God, it did. It better have anyway. <laughs> it went to him and his suit. God, like that's why we had nothing left for the others. I do respect that Jonathan Majors' suit was, was actually practical for most of the time. Yeah, because like I can the see only, how they. The only CGI aspect of it is the mask. Yeah, and that's fine. I don't care about that. Like, yeah, like it looks wonky sometimes, but like whatever, I don't care. The only reason it looks wonky, I think, is because they don't 
they don't white out his eyes all the time. Yeah. That's what that's what makes it weird. Like Yeah, it's when he has like regular eyes that it doesn't look right. Yeah. But like the see like just the environments in this movie, it should be that is like, whoa, we're in like a completely new place. And it's so it's so strange how like the last two movies made it look more made it look cooler than that. Like mm-hmm. anyway. Like and they explain that the reason it looks kind of different is oh like something shifted or you had to like adjust to like understand it better. Like that's fine, but it just they it, it felt it just like it looks worse. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even feel like I can blame the artists. No, this is a hundred percent Peyton Reed. Because like immediately after the movie came out in the past week, they like a big article from Variety came out of people being like, we were given no time. We were like a lot of us were taken off to go work on Wakanda forever. Yeah, a bunch of us were taken off the project, so we were severely understaffed. And it didn't help that and they they specified the director was never a hundred percent on he wanted like yeah he was very vague about what he wanted this shit to look like sometimes they would just get like random people in front of a blue screen and not much detail about the blocking of where people are of Mm -hmm. how of where they're moving to how the environment should look yeah this shit is hard yeah like no you making movies is a collaborative effort and you have to be on top of this shit Especially for a movie like this that's taking mostly in front of blue screen. Right. If, if, if your CGI artists don't know what your set looks like, they're just going to give you a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Because and, that's all that they know it is. And a lot of the time, the volume, like they use the volume for this movie, like the technology they used in Mandalorian, the Batman, mm-hmm. etc. And like in Love and Thunder, the volume did not matter at all because they would just paint over with the with different backgrounds. Right, so it didn't matter. Yeah, like they there was had, no point to it. They used it, but they didn't. Yeah, like, and the point of the volume, in my mind anyway, especially for when they do the Batman, like, they have these environments ready to go because they fucking did pre-production. <laughs> like, right, right, like they... They built majority of, not even majority, all of those sets. Yeah, and for like the rooftop, like in the Batman, in the in the construction site with the bat signal, they had that cityscape ready to go. Like obviously, it's going to be adjusted with CGI. Like right, because they need to make it look. They they need to have it have depth, like proper right. depth. But the design is still the same. You're just like. You're just, you know, making sure it looks, it doesn't look like they're standing in front of the screen. Like, right. that's basically it. Right. And, and, and I think one, excuse me, one like pretty big advantage with the okay. volume is it gives the actors something to look at. Yeah. So they actually know what they're like reacting or interacting with as mm-hmm. opposed to the blue screen where it's just, you just tell the actor, ah, it's some bullshit. Yeah. Like, but even in this movie that used the volume, there were a lot of times where that shit still happened, and 
Peyton Reed was not giving the VFX team a lot of time on that. And here's the thing. A lot of this can, is chalked up to like being Marvel's fault too, because they have an oh, issue yeah. of, of not having lengthy pre-productions. That, yeah, that no, is an issue. Yeah, no, they, it's been well documented that like their pre-productions are like, what, two months? Yeah, like you need longer than that to do pre-production. Because believe it or not, pre-production isn't just casting or finding locations or being like, I want this set built. Pre-production is like, you need everything ready to go. You, you need, need to know what you're going to make. Like, things can change in post. Not yeah. s- never saying they can't. Like, no, if there's a, like, if you think there's a better change that you that you can do in pre-production, I mean in post-production, then change it, change it in a fucking... You either change it in, uh, like, sorry, Craig just kind of like dipped in the net and then came back. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, don't worry about it. We're good. We're good. Okay. Um, and in case we're not, we we still have our backups, but yep. Um, but like, but in post production, you either like you know change it with VFX or you reshoot or both. Like that. That's and. I'm not super well versed in the four stages and the three stages of production, but I at least know that much, you know? Yes. And I feel like most people do anyway. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's a basic concept of like, Hey, believe it or not, you need to take time to get ready before you make a move. Yeah. Like and Marvel has an issue of, they don't get ready. They don't get ready. And then at the last second, they, they keep asking for changes. Yeah, that it again is it's been like well documented and like talked about over the past like couple of years now how like they'll just request basically an entire new third act like six months away from the movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is unsustainable. The biggest offender, I think, in my opinion, was was Black Panther One. And that's Black a movie Panther. I love. That yeah. That's like my third. That's like a, my top five MCU movies. Like it's, yeah, it's no, a Black Panther's great, but we can we can all agree that third act is disgusting. Like they, Ryan Coogler said, like wanted it to be a more like grounded, personal fight, and Marvel mandated no. We need a big CGI final battle. We need big army. And big rhino, and then they outsourced it to a small animation, and yeah. that's why it looked so weird. Yeah, like, and let's be real: most of Marvel's like top animators and like VFX people were on Infinity War, Infinity War, and Endgame at the time. They were, yeah, and those movies look good. Yeah, they they look fantastic. Like Thanos is one of the best, like is like the pinnacle i think of like mocap cgi we're maybe never gonna for, get a better one like maybe for some people that's been outdone by avatar way of water okay you know what actually yeah i'll give avatar yeah like because like i'm not head over heels for avatar but though they looked great in that movie like but thanos is still a very remarkable like like uh is a very remarkable product of like this technology. 
for sure. But like Ant Man Quantumania, like just it feels like just CGI vomit. <laughs> like that's what that's what it looks and feels like. And you know, the question could be asked, like, well, like, why is Peyton Reed especially getting flack for this? The answer is because he because very he's an asshole. Yeah, and he and he bit off way more than he could chew. Um, way too because okay, okay, you can tell you oop, there goes my key. Uh he is really bitter that Kevin didn't give him Fantastic Four. But are you there? Hello? Yeah, I can hear Hello. you now. Okay, good. Yeah. Did what was the last thing I said? Uh you're saying like it was right after you dropped your keys that you kind of Oh. Okay. Uh you you can tell Peyton Reed is really bitter that Kevin didn't give him Fantastic Four. Oh, absolutely. Like without question. Like he's very mad. And it's rumored that they might do the 60s thing that that uh he that Peyton Reed was like pushing for a few years ago mm-hmm. for that movie. And like someone said like he tried to make Quantum Mania Fantastic Four, and you can feel that. You especially with, with Kang. Oh yeah. Um, no, he wanted he wanted this to be a Fantastic Four style movie. Like just swap out Quantum Realm for negative zone. This is a Fantastic Four. Exactly. Yeah. Like same goes for like his proposed like fourth Ant Man where they would go back and forth between Earth and the Quantum Realm. Again, this is just a negative zone. This is a Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Like it, You're not slick, Peyton. I yeah. know you I've read your book. <laughs> you can't fool me, I'm familiar with your game. <laughs> but like but yeah, like it's so obvious that he's bitter about that because he was pushing for that. And like he finally convinced Kevin to let him be the quote unquote non palate cleanser to be the big Avengers movie or something like that. Yeah, to be like the big fixture of like setting up for the future, doing all this crazy shit. And then he made Spy Kids 3D. Yeah, and then he fumbled the fucking football. Like he like he was so like like I've never seen someone be like no, give it to me. Pass it to me. Pass me the ball. I can do this. And then just fucking trips. And he's shit. Yeah. Like it. It's so like, and like it's it's very bizarre too. Because like he was so like, no, I'm so confident that we can do this. That we can make Ant Man the really big blockbuster movie. It's Ant Man, dude. <laughs> like, there's I love no Ant Man. Sh- like. But... Sorry, go ahead. No, you you go because I think you were about to say the exact same thing I was. Like I like, there's no shame in being a smaller movie, yep. especially when you're Ant Man. Like, yeah, no, it it's okay, guy. You can. I know it doesn't like, always sound the best. Being the palate cleanser is actually kind of nice. Like, uh, I quite enjoy Ant Man. I think it's a like it's not perfect. It has issues, especially with Scott. But like, yeah. I love the the f- stuff I love the most about it is the fucking like mad, 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 mad world shit of like everybody coming after this one fucking thing, and, yep. like everybody's fighting each other. 
like everyone's running from each other. It's fun. It's fun. Like, and it's like, I thought they did some really cool stuff in that movie with like, you know, the shrinking cars and the shrinking bill. I, yeah. I think that was fun. Like, remember when the flash stole the shrinking building a week before the movie came out? Oh God, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Where they had Adam show up and like shrink, shrink an office building and take it with him. They did the same shit on Legends of Tomorrow when he got big and fought the robot like right before Civil War came out we saw Giant Man. I, I noticed you've read that thread too. Shit's crazy. You know this. <laughs> oh, God. I forgot how deranged the Arrowverse truly Oh, it's insanity. It's absolute fucking bonkers insanity. Oh, God. Remember when Lolly's actor dressed up like Waldo as Waldo? But it in Australia, it's where's Wally. So, like, he, no one got the joke. <laughs> because it's, here, it's where's Waldo. Oh, oh he tried. So he, he just looks goofy. <laughs> oh, God. But, but yeah, like, f- there... It felt like Peyton Reed was just so dissatisfied with his position as being the director of Ant-Man. It, it really just feels like he doesn't like Ant-Man. Like, no, he hates that he got stuck with Ant-Man. Which is like, bro, you got to hand... You, you came on after Edgar Wright left. You got to take over for Edgar fucking Wright. Edgar fucking Wright, dude. Like, like out of everyone. You were picked to take up his spot. And people liked your movie in the end. Yeah. Now, the one you... I'm, I'm starting to suspect that movie is like th- three quarters Edgar Wright. Well, yeah, because they did most of the pre-production with him. Like, <laughs> he left two months before they started filming. Like, I thought it was way earlier, but nah. He left, way, he left right before they started filming. And man. I hate he, one man. His <laughs> name is Reed. <laughs> and and like he casted all the people in the movie and Reed had no problem with that, but Cassie Lang being cast without his knowledge. No no no. No no no. He definitely got like a bigger head with that one where he's like, like No, I'm the A Man guy now. I get to pick. Like, I don't know him personally, so, like... I, he could be the sweetest guy on the Earth. So this is all, like, conjecture, but, like, from what we've seen of how he, like, handled the movie in terms of scope and in terms of working with his VFX team, he did not know what he was doing. Like, he did. He was like, I want to I drink with the big boys, and then he <laughs> took one sip and passed out. Yeah, like, it... It, it just, wasn't even whiskey, it was Coke. Yeah, like, and, you know, he's probably like, well, John Watts could do it, why can't I? He's like, John Watts made Spider-Man. That's the thing. John Watts may have came from the same, like, you know, place as you, of, like, random, like, you know, indie no-name man. He was working on fucking Spider-Man. And each movie naturally got bigger than the other. Yeah, he, he is working on the biggest character Ever. Mm-hmm. 
You are on Ant-Man. Like, even then, No Way Home didn't end with a faceless army battle. It was... No, it was... It was like three dudes versus three other dudes, and then they fought the one dude. movie and a very big like hello can you hear me i can now okay i was saying like no way home was like a very big multiversal movie and had a lot of implications and a lot of ramifications it was still very personal like yeah it was all these villains from spider-man's history and peter trying to you know it's it was the ultimate test of his power responsibility it was a character journey for him like like masked as a big nostalgia trip and like it works as both here it was just like i just want big and big 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 and that's it that was it there was no like like do, do you have like a story you have an idea big that that's not that's not an idea, Peyton. That's a that's a word. Big. That's what Ant Man gets when he pushes the button in his exactly. Glove, Peyton. Exactly. So okay. big. Okay. Okay. Peyton, no, you're not listening, Peyton. You gotta like. Do, big. Do you, have, do, do you have any notes, Peyton, that we could go off of to like make this? Th- what What are we doing, Peyton? What are we making here? I don't understand. God, give me some. Then he does the Kang scream. <laughs> Screaming big! Uh. But, yeah, like, it just... He did not know what he was cooking, what he was doing. He is not getting hired to direct another movie at Marvel. Never. No, never again. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if, like, I, they brought him back. I, I legitimately... Th- because, like... Quantumania is doing fine financially. It's a Marvel movie, you know? It's making less than it they hoped it would. Even then, it's the biggest drop, second week drop in any MCU movie. Yeah, it's That's you, saying it's something. A, right. Fucking Eternals had a less drastic drop. That's a problem. Um, yeah, like... Like... It, I feel like that coupled with the extremely mixed to bad critical reception they're really considering we're never bringing this guy back yeah but i also feel like they're looking in too like oh they're 100 percent rethinking okay we need to slow the fuck down and figure out what we're doing because like here's the thing even in the midst of like all their stuff like of, of their like you know rushed production model and assembly line thing they've been really pushing in phase four mm-hmm. good product good good like projects still came out of it like yeah i got my spider-man i got my black panther like it, i got doctor Mad- strange well even though that one's like been more like divisive still really still really good time. like still yeah. really fun i Looks actually good. Hope- yeah like don't know some nerds say this is bad. Like fuck them. We literally I, had the the entire final two episodes is all about making fun of them. Yeah, like if I have to be assaulted with another opinion of like Moon Knight was the best show and She Hulk was the, I'm going to get a gun and shoot myself. Like I do but, think they're actually considering rebooting Moon Knight. 
not like full reboot, but like soft reboot. I was like, I'll be on. I was on severe copium when watching the show because I was. Me too. I was hoping that it would be good that they would that it would be handled delicately. And here's the thing: they handled DID pretty delicately for the most part. They and then I kind of fine until that last episode. Until the last episode, yeah, <laughs> like. That, that's a common theme with that show. It's like I thought they handled this bit pretty well until that last episode. Yeah, like it. I I was I thought the premise of like Moon Knight the origin already happened, and this is like Stephen as the protagonist finding out about all this shit happening. Mm-hmm. I think I like I was like that's an interesting, and there are some that really do do it pretty cool, but like. They yeah. they should have gotten people who liked Moon Knight to make yeah. Instead, they uh, got a guy that didn't a very Peyton Reed like he didn't give a shit about Moon Knight. He wanted to make his thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's uh, like it. It's unfortunate because like it, it is Oscar Isaac does good in it, but he's not Jewish, so he shouldn't have been cast. Like no. And yeah, it's at least he's canonically Jewish, but they make it so that he's unorthodox Jewish and not orthodox, which is from from what a lot of people, a lot of Jewish fans of the character have said, very different thing and a very big change to make, considering his dad was a rabbi in the comics. Like, right. So, oh boy. But I do agree that if Moon Knight does show again. They're gonna change a lot. Yeah. Uh, it the the best part is it'd be so easy. You just open him in the mental hospital again. Yeah, like because that that is kind of the Moon Knight. This is gonna sound really bad. Moon Knight has the easiest out imaginable for when he has a bad story, and that out is he's fucking crazy and he made it up. Yeah, it was like, in his. It was all in his mind. it's crazy because episode four and five nearly got me with the mental hospital stuff yeah like because it's like just been that like i think it would have been like the finale was cut up to shit but like it's terrible yeah i'm convinced there was supposed to be like that scene he was leaving the mental hospital was supposed to be wait earlier and extended oh 100% and like him escaping is him returning to life and shit but the show doesn't end in a way that makes what happened because it can't because they spent so much time establishing Conchu and all that yeah it's like that that was the worst route you could have taken yeah like you, su- you should have gone with the nah he's crazy route of like, instead of look God. Yeah, it was just it was a mess. It was like anyway, back to the other mess we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um I there's not much they can do with Ant Man anymore after this. He's gonna fuck no. die in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars. Like e- e- probably. If not die, then probably retire. Yeah. You, you know what? Here's th- 
we're not getting Young Avengers because it's a terrible name. We're getting champions. Yeah. Make him the team dad. Yeah, that that would be fine. I'd be that'd, I'd be, be, cool with that. that'd be fu- make him the soccer mom. Yeah. <laughs> he drives around in the minivan. Because the thing is, none of the young Avengers are gonna be young by they make They're that. It's gonna movie. be like 30 with kids. Like so just make a team called champions. That's like more of like people in their twenties. Like, right. you know, like f- fucking hell. Yeah, because like and also like like I said, young Avengers it is like like and that there's a reason when dc does like live action shit they don't call them the teen titans they call them Mm -hmm. the titans because not gonna be teenagers for more than like one project yeah (laughs) it's just not gonna happen by the time one of them turns 20 it's it's up at the door you're done bye yep Yep. excommunicated just like what? a Disney Channel sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, but yeah, like it this movie is a mess through and through. Just like mm-hmm. mainly in how it's made more than anything. Like that's the thing. It's just made. How it's made and how it's edited just mm-hmm. messy. Like yep. and you know, of course the ending too, like we can talk about like more now. Like just we have like talked a lot about it already, but like, fucking, why? Why would you do that? Why? I don't get it. Why like, would you reshoot? Like, we're not gonna see Ant Man and Wasp and friends until Kang Dynasty again, anyway. Just leave them in the fucking quantum realm. Like, either there was a last minute change or mandate from Feige or something. I feel like that has to be it. It had to be some kind of mandate going, no, they got to get out now. Or because Jeff Loveness found out he was writing Kang Dynasty, he decided, uh, uh, I'm going to shoot them out now. Yeah. Because if I don't get them out now, I'm going to have to waste time in Kang Dynasty getting them out. Yeah. Like, it. Which I, I get, but also it's still just like, no. It's so can it's yeah. I don't get it. Like <sighs> you have a you have a story there, even if it's not as there as you'd like it to be, mm-hmm. about Scott making the ultimate sacrifice and Hope choosing to stay with him because they love each other, and Cassie maybe like you know taking the reins and keeping watch over the over the surface world um, until like for the time being. And Hank and Janet Ooh. helping her out. New article dropped. Quantum Mania writer Jeff Loveness has responded to criticism about the sequel's ending. I kind of love the ending that we landed on. I hear what people are saying, dot, 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 and I got to look for the full quote. <laughs> oh, Jeff. God. Okay. We, that definitely wasn't him saying that. <laughs> All right. But I feel if you just strand Ant-Man in Quantum Realm again, that's exactly what happened at the end of the second movie. Okay. When he puts it like that, I kind of get it. I get it, but it's still Kang could not have lost harder than in that. But in that movie, he was just floating in in endless space. Yeah, here he's at least stuck with people. Yeah, and like, like can still do things, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, but I I do get what he means when he says then it's just the second movie again. Like I get that, but 
it's better than what we got. Yeah. Oh god. It's just it's it's a bad ending. Like it is. It, it serves nothing. It doesn't, doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. Alright, should we talk about the post credit scenes? Yeah, let's talk about them. So the first one is somewhere in in the, <laughs> in the volume. In the volume. And uh Scarlet Centurion is is talking to Ramatut and they're saying that uh Kang was killed. And then fucking Amortis walks in and he's like, Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, we should probably which, do something about that. Yeah, which I I absolutely love the Amortis costume. Oh yeah, it's, it's great. It's so big and goofy and it's so good. He looks like an e- he looks like an evil pope. He does. And I love I love that he has like metallic blue face paint yeah that's that good did you did you like were, were you able to watch it at all i wasn't able to the only bits i've seen or like bits and pieces i saw on twitter when it first online mm. i never seen it in full Ru- uh immortus has a very ra- raspy voice and i i kind of like it oh it's, that's cool it's over that the makes top. sense because he's older yeah he's like, the oldest one he is and I think yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. And like, and, and I have and, seen Lizard Kang. Yeah, <laughs> he looks so goofy. I love it. Yeah, he, he's like like uh, like he's like we have to bring in the others. And Silver Centurion's like, how many of them did you call? And he's like, all of them. And then like a bunch of Kang starts showing up. One of them's shadow boxing. <laughs> it's just Creed three. It's just it's just Damian Anderson from Creed. Oh God! But please, but like I then, would I would lose my shit if Creed three has a fucking post credit scene and it ends with Jonathan Majors walking into a fucking portal. <laughs> God, it'd be, it'd be awful, the worst. I... It'd be terrible, but I would lose it. God, I would laugh. But then they do a, a shot reminiscent of a, a comic panel of the Council of Kings when they show like the ones in the audience and they're all like kind of like hooting and hollering and cheering and shit. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're going to fuck shit up probably. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But then the second post credit scene is uh, a clip from Loki season two. Okay. It's just a clip. Okay. Yeah, it's it's Loki and Mobius finding a, a Kang variant named Victor Time. Back okay. in like the early 1900s. I'm okay. pretty certain it's a clip from Loki from Loki season 2. Okay. Like just yeah. cuz I'm like I don't think they'd film an entire new scene here. Right. Cuz yeah. I'm sure this is like the plot of Loki season 2 is that Loki's trying Looking to find Kang. Oh. Yeah. But okay, sorry about that. Are you good? I'm gonna clap real quick and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap it up soon. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, don't worry, we will. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a uh, maybe maybe Victor Timely is the conqueror. Who, who's in disguise? Th- that's what I got, at least going off of the articles I read about it. 
Yeah, I, but it, my question is like, okay, how are they going to make to the TVA? Because they never mentioned the TVA once in this movie at all whatsoever. Right. I thought it was going to be revealed that the TVA was in the quantum realm. Right. Because it's supposed to be a place beyond time and space. So, like, where is that? But I don't know. Peyton didn't watch Loki. Oh, no, not at all. He doesn't know what that is. (laughs) Hopefully they cooked in Loki season two. Maybe they they can salvage it. I hope so, because they did... They did a good job setting it up, and then Peyton, and then Peyton fumbled it. <laughs> and then Peyton happened. <laughs> he attacked, <laughs> and then everything changed when the Peyton attacked. Oh boy! Any other thoughts on the movie? I thought the, I thought the score was pretty good. Yeah. I just, I just didn't like the the main rendition on the main theme because it just kind of diluted it a lot, like. If that made sense. Yeah. Also didn't play the theme a whole lot during the movie. But also, where the fuck was Kang's theme Loki? Gone. Where? Deuce Adams. Natalie Holst stressed that this was Kang's theme. You'd assume that would carry over. No. Oh god. Okay. We're following in Danny Elfman's footsteps. We're not doing cohesive character themes. Pain. Anyway, um, any any last thoughts on Quantum Mania before we end it? <laughs> it took me a minute. It took me a minute. <laughs> Alright, that's all I got. Alright. Um, my thoughts are, it's enjoyable enough. It's probably the most poorly made out of all these movies. Oh, yeah. And there is a good reason they delayed Captain... They delayed the models. Because, yeah. They have to be reassessing everything. They're 100% reworking everything right now. Mm-hmm. I'm praying that Guardians Volume 3 did not suffer. No, that's still going to be good. I have faith. Yeah, You can't make a bad Guardians movie. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us um, for this episode about Quantum Mania. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's uh, at Boulder Punch Pod, where you'll get updates on all our episodes. So uh, thank you all, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.